text for the sermon this day is taken from both the epistle lesson, or not the epistle lesson, the reading from Acts and the reading from Luke, which was read a little bit ago. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, this is going to sound like review for those who were at the, uh, here on Wednesday night, but... If you were to go back into the earliest days of the church, when you gathered for worship, you did not gather at 8 o'clock, you did not gather at 10.30, or even at the coveted 9 o'clock in the morning. You gathered somewhere between 11 o'clock and 4 in the morning. And, the re and they would gather not in big churches like this, they would gather in caves. They would gather in catacombs. They would be gathering in houses. They gathered in the night. They gathered in the darkness for the simple reason because of persecution. They, lived in a, they were living in a world of the consequences of them following the mission that Jesus gave them. Because you notice, before Jesus ascends into heaven, every single time he gives a mission, he says... Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything I have commanded you. So, all nations, that means all peoples, all races, all male, female, short, tall, big, skinny, um, old, young, white, black, Hispanic, whatever. You are to be teaching and baptizing. Mark 16, he says, go and preach the good news to all the world. Luke 24, you heard just a little bit ago, where it talks about you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Again, in John, he says, just as the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. And then here today, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So every single one of the Gospels and the book of Acts, Jesus ends his ministry by giving a command to go and tell the Gospel, to proclaim it, to be witnesses. And the cost of that, in, for, most, for many of them, was death. Every single one, with the exception of John, died a martyr's death. And so they gather in those darkened caves for that very reason. And so they gather in the darkness, 
And the priest would start in the back with a single candle. It would be something like this. And that one candle would be lit. And the, past, the priest or pastor, and actually you can see remnants of this in our order of evening prayer in our service, in our hymnal. But he'll say some, like, he'll say some lines. He'll step forward, he'll stop in the middle, he'll say some more. Then he'll come to the very front and he'll say yet another words. And then he'll stand in the front, he'll lift high and say, Joyous light of glory of the immortal Father. That is the hymn that is known as the Fos Hilleron. It is the oldest hymn in existence. It is actually believed, there is some that believe, argue that it predates the book of Revelation. So that tells you how old it is. So they gather and they see that one little light that clocked in the midst of darkness. And that light told them so much. It told them that as they lived in a world of darkness, they lived in a world of death. Darkness that is caused by their own sin. Every single one of them were sinners. Every single one of you are a sinner. If you've done even the littlest, idiotiest, bittiest, whitest lie is condemning. condemning. If you have kept the whole law but once, you are guilty of it all. But I promise you have done way more than one sin. How many, there's actually a, there's a story with Martin Luther where somebody challenged him. No, Martin Luther challenged this guy. He said, I challenge you to get through the Lord's Prayer without sin. Guy couldn't do it. Because I guarantee it, if you read the Lord's Word, heck, a few minutes ago, when you heard, when you were confessing our sins, how many of you can honestly say that you are 100% focused on those words? And you did not stray, stray one minute, minute to even look, oh, hey, look who's here. Ah, they haven't been here for a while. Oh, that's such a nice dress, or whatever. I guarantee it. I say, even I wonder. I'm thinking, I know for... You can probably say the same. When you're doing this service, you're like, boy, I gotta do this next and that next. You're thinking about what you have to do next and very easy to wander off into our thinking. That's the small things. But it's all part of our sinful nature that contributes to the darkness of this world. We live in a world where there is sickness. We live in a world where today, Mother's Day, such a joyous day for some, but for some it is very painful, which is why we do not do Mother's Day services. Because for some people, some women are barren. Some people have lost their mothers recently. There are many reasons why Mother's Day is painful, and that is just part of the darkness of our world. It's the same reason we also don't do Father's Day services. Same thing. There's also the reality that this year, looking at you, for you graduates, as I mentioned on Wednesday, this has been a, it's, I, on Twitter I kind of follow a few of you guys, and I have seen there has been, especially like right around the middle, right in the winter season, everything just seemed to get really grim. Maybe now that the weather's getting nicer, maybe things are a little bit better, but 
I mean, you know it. There, I mean, just to go really close, there are people that you wish were here today. I know that more than one of you are in that situation. That is the darkness in this world. That is the consequence of our sin. Death. Sickness. It's the reason why tomorrow we'll have Glenn Conrad's funeral. Only a little over a week after his wife's. Which, you know, awesome that they're together again. But the tragedy is still death. So that candle stood, when they gathered in the church, that candle was a reminder that no matter how dark the world got, the light of Christ still shines. And what that means is that when Jesus came, when he was born of the Virgin Mary, he came for a purpose. He came for a reason. He came to be, he came specifically to be crucified, to be buried, well, to die and then be buried, and then to rise on the third day. That's what he came to do. He came to die, he came to rise, and he came to conquer sin, death, and the devil. When he said it is finished, that means that was finished. It was done. And so on the day of ascension, the disciples are standing on that mountain and Jesus ascends into heaven before their eyes. They look up dumbfounded, They're like, whoa, what's going on? Which, don't blame them, because, I mean, trust, they, they didn't have a pulley system. The, the old, most extreme example I've heard, there might have been a spaceship, but I'm going to say probably not. So, given that that probably did not happen, there's no way to explain that if it is incredible just seeing a guy lifted up into heaven back at a time when they had no technology or any kind to do that. So they're like, whoa. And so there's a, the hymn that we, there's a hymn we sang in the uh, traditional services that kind of wonderfully reflects this. And it's, a, it's actually a song that I sang at my uncle's funeral. Because, and it is an awesome funeral hymn if you're ever looking at that. It's called Up Through Endless Ranks of Angels. If you want to look at it in your hymnal, it's 491. But it starts out, Up through endless ranks of angels, cries of triumph in his ears, to his heavenly throne ascending, having vanquished all their fears. Christ looks down upon his faithful, leaving them in happy tears. So in other words, it's imagining. We know what it looked like when God, from earth when God ascended into heaven. Well, what did it look like from heaven? If you've seen the old stories when um, our soldiers came back from World War II or World War I, what was it like? It was like a big party, wasn't it? The entire country was celebrating. And to put it this way, there's a reason there was a really high birth rate during that time. So, and I'm not saying anything bad, it's just reality. Um, because there was a huge celebration. Well, what do you think it was like when Jesus got greeted into heaven? He, he is the King of kings, Lord of lords. He's returning to his kingdom, a victorious king. And so very naturally, there's going to be singing and worshiping and adoring of our Lord like no one has ever heard before. So that's what's imagining. And this is kind of reflecting um, um, Revelation chapter 5, which is also reflected in our song, this is the feast of, you know that one? 
It's all reflected in there. Verse 3 and 4 is where it really becomes appropriate for a funeral. It says, To our lives of wanton wandering, send your spirit, promise, guide, through our lives of fear and failure, with your power and love abide. Welcome us as you were welcomed to an endless Easter tide. Notice that. Welcome us as you were welcomed. How was Jesus welcomed? See, when Jesus ascended into heaven, that was a foreshadowing for all the disciples that one day all those who believe in Christ, who call upon Jesus and call upon him as Lord, will ascend into heaven as he did. So in other words, they, and they will be greeted just like Jesus was greeted. They will be worse so when somebody takes their last breath on this earth. They say the last thing they, that goes is their hearing. Well, the very next thing they're going to hear is the songs of angels celebrating and singing in triumph and victory. Which is, and by the way, it's not because they're not worshiping that person. They're celebrating what God has done. Because Jesus is going to be standing there bragging, like, you have no idea how hard I had to work to get that person here. They are, we, will, we fight the wanton wandering. We are constantly fighting and tugging. That's why we don't, as Lutherans, we don't say that we, we don't accept Jesus into our heart. We don't choose him. He chooses us. Because if he left it up to our decision, we would not do it. We're like, no, I don't want anything of it. We, our nature hates God. Our sinful nature is turned against him. The only way we could be saved is by the grace of God. And so by the grace of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, next week is Pentecost, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are given faith. We are, we are brought to Christ. So that when we are on that last day, when we die, we will be greeted to the angels celebrating and singing that you made it because our Lord has won the victory, which is yours. All the fourth verse, Alleluia, Alleluia, oh, to breathe the Spirit's grace. That means that, so when, when we breathe that last breath on earth, how did Adam begin to breathe? God breathed into him. And so we will breathe, we that breath that was first breathed into us by God has become polluted and diluted in this world as a consequence of the sinful world that we're in. But when we are greeted in eternity, we will receive the breath of the Holy Spirit and we will arise again. We will have a new breath that has no pollution. It's perfect. Alleluia, alleluia. Oh, to see the Father's face. If you read in the Old Testament... Moses was, made the request to see the face of God. And God's reaction was, no. The only thing he was allowed to see was the backside of God. Which, if you understand the Hebrew language, basically it's saying that God mooned Moses. So, basically, Moses was worthy enough to see the part of God where the sun don't shine. That is how we are on this earth, how far we are from God. But when he, but when we are in eternity, 
we will open our eyes and we will see the Heavenly Father. And then it says, Alleluia, Alleluia, oh, to feel the Son's embrace. Now, as you'll feel Jesus holding you, hugging you, embracing you, welcoming you home. A little bit ago, this candle was extinguished. And it's a tradition that comes from specifically Ascension Day. And on Ascension Day, the tradition is, is right after the, the reading of the gospel lesson, or shortly after, the Christ candle gets extinguished. It has been lit ever since Christmas Eve. It gets extinguished today, and it will not be lit again for 245 days. That's when Christmas is. And the reason is it's, it's symbolizing the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. In some churches, we don't do this because there's for pragmatic reasons, but in some churches, they will put the Christ candle right next to the baptismal font on Pentecost. It's a symbolic reminder that though Jesus has ascended into heaven, he is present in the waters of baptism, in the word as it's preached to you, and is present in the bread and the wine in the Lord's Supper. So, as you guys go off to school, or you're here, wherever, as you graduate, you pass on in life, move forward in life. There are going to be so many, I'm going to let you, in case you've not figured out, life beats you up a lot. And as I said on Wednesday, I know there's some people that like to put those old commercials and say, don't worry, it gets better. No one can ever promise that. You cannot be, people will say, you're going to have, all of your dreams are going to be fulfilled. And you're going to be, you're going to have everything you want. Well, let me tell you my dream. My dream was I was going to be on SportsCenter, talk about how the Minnesota Vikings won a recent Super Bowl, and I would have an awesome wife and some kids and stuff like that. <sighs> The Vikings winning the Super Bowl seems the farthest away out of all of that, but... <laughs> so I'm having fun at my own team's expense. But, <laughs> um, but the thing is, reality is, what we hope for doesn't always go the way we want. There's no promise. What we have as a promise is that God's light doesn't go out. That even though the light right now is not on that candle, and we wait for Christ's return. He is found in baptism. That's why every morning, what you should do when you wake up and say, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. You are a baptized child of God. It means that no matter how bad this day goes, I am God's child. When you go, when you wake up, when you go to sleep, you make the sign of the cross. Remind again, reminding yourself that no matter what happens. If you should die before you wake, you are a child of God. You'll go into eternity. And so I give you all a gift, and that is a gift of God's Word. When you are struggling, one of the things to do is to be in God's Word. And by the way, every single one of your confirmation verses, well, if I was able to find it, was is highlighted. And there, I'm also giving you one of these. Yes, you have a small catechism, probably. That's what this is. 
but actually you should still leave. And it may actually be a really good helper because notice it's that Jesus said we are to be witnesses. Your mission is your home trip, is where you're going. That is where you are on mission. You are to be witnesses in Ju Jerusalem, Ida Grove, Judea, Ida County, Samaria, that could be Cherokee County, Crawford County, Sac County, uh, Monona, right? That's basically, okay. Yes, I got them all. All right, those counties, to the ends of the earth, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. To the ends of the earth is where you may be going. That's where you're going to be a witness. And this is an incredible tool. There are so many people I've heard, there's so many stories I've heard. We take it for granted because you were forced to memorize. I know, it's painful. It was painful for me, too, when I was in confirmation. But so many stories of people who read the second and third article of the creed in this, the meanings, and they're just, it's like all of a sudden Pandora's box open. It's like they've never seen anything like it in their lives. It's a powerful thing. So with that, I give you these gifts. So I gotta remember who's got what. All right. And by the way, at this time, I'm gonna actually encourage parents to start to come forward and give part of Notice I didn't do Minnesota State Colors. I still call it Mankato State, but you know. I forgot to give you. Which one did I just give you? Yeah, okay. All right, now. Graduates and parents come forward. Graduates come on up here to stand for the 